P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're Shelby and Matt, and this is a big episode. Yes, this is a very big episode. And it's our 40th <laughs> episode. We're officially oh, old perfect. now, Shelby. Yes, that is so exciting. And this is like, I mean, one of our first episodes was about Ant-Man and the Wasp. And the Ugh. we talked about the Marvel Universe there. And you've always had nothing but negative things to say about it. And now here we are at the like the biggest moment in the MCU history. We're talking about Avengers Endgame. Yes, what I was hoping would be the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but alas, <laughs> Spider-Man comes out in like, I don't know, six days or something yeah. like that, so we'll be back at it before long. But before you know, we give our hot takes on Avengers Endgame, we have our new segment where we discuss a movie trailer that was released yes. this week. And so we are going to be breaking down for you the trailer for Gemini Man, which (laughs) is the new movie where old Will Smith has to face off against a clone version of himself as young Will Smith in sort of what looks to me like a straightforward action movie. Is there anything (laughs) else really going on in this plot? No, it's been sort of like, it's been like in the works for a while. It's been announced. I knew it was coming out. I think we mentioned it briefly in our 2019 roundup. Um, But yeah, I mean, this is one I was curious about. It's sort of been the renaissance of Will Smith. Like he has a couple of things in the works now. He's become more uh, an interesting figure to talk about. And uh, I don't know. I was excited about this movie and then I saw the trailer. So... (laughs) On one hand, I liked the trailer because it really only sets out that it's Old Smith versus New Will Smith. Like, there's nothing else plot-wise really in here. You get a lot of quick cuts to, like, him with a gun, an explosion, him running, but nothing to really tie the plot together. So I'm excited to see the movie because I feel like I don't know a lot about it where something like Mission Impossible Fallout last year or <laughs> some of these other movies. It's like the whole movie is in the trailer. Mission Impossible Fallout had one of the best trailers. Like I just I refuse to believe that that's not a good trailer. It was a perfect well, trailer. It was a good trailer because it was the movie. <laughs> and then you just went and saw the movie. No, and were like, it, Oh, this is it just, just the trailer. It, it falls in perfect line with that. Imagine Dragon Song. Like if. If I had to pick one of my top five movie trailers of all times, Mission Impossible Fallout would be one of them. But Jim and I, man, would not be anywhere close to that. So, yeah, it was a very average trailer. <laughs> the thing that made yeah. that, that I'm most excited about, and you heard it here first, folks, is that next week on the podcast, it is Shelby's birthday. And in honor of Shelby's birthday, we will be discussing the filmography of Will Smith. So I'm excited to talk about Gemini Man in the greater context next week. Yeah, he's an interesting figure. I think it'll be good to kind of explore that. And it's interesting to have that in my head as I look to this year of his starring in Aladdin and now Gemini Man. And I think with this trailer, I was just like, they're really hyping up the like, wow, look at us. We made we made Will Smith look young. But it's like, they're not the first movie to do that. I mean, Tron a long time ago made What's-His-Face look super young. And like, I feel like they've done this recently. Wasn't there like a Joseph Gordon-Levitt about assassins who like went back in time to like kill well, each other? That, 
That was um that was the movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt where they made him look like Bruce Willis because he was a young right. version of Bruce Willis. Yeah, but but they literally just did this with Samuel L. Jackson and right. Captain Marvel, where he's yeah, young exactly. the entire that time. So it's not <laughs> yeah. groundbreaking. Yeah, well, they seem to think so, but uh, it'll be interesting to see it. It really wasn't that big of a giveaway of a trailer, but I I was left a little disappointed by it because yeah, it doesn't seem like. The plot is anything different than what we've seen before, but mm-hmm. I guess um, we'll see. So, yeah, that's happening. <laughs> Something to look forward to, maybe? Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to this conversation because we are getting into Endgame, which has been like a decade in the making. And I'm, I don't even know where to start. I just need to know, like, what did you think? Um, okay. So (laughs) I went into this, I think as everybody knows, dreading this movie. I have had to see the last several Marvel movies (laughs) solely because of this podcast. I would not have seen Ant-Man or Captain Marvel or probably, well, no, I guess Infinity War was before this, but I would not have seen those last two movies if not for the podcast. I went to see this movie with Sierra, who was on the podcast last week and her boyfriend. And and I texted them on the way over. I was like, guys, just like FYI, I'm dressed up as Thanos for this. Like, so <laughs> watch out. And I got there and Sierra was like, you, you, I thought you were dressed up as Thanos. I was like, no, like clearly <laughs> I'm not dressing up for this. I don't even want to be here. This movie's nine hours long. I'm going to hate it. Like, like, no. Well, so I sat down and was watching it and was fully prepared to despise the entire thing. And it won me over in such a big way Ah! that I like could not. (laughs) I know I couldn't hate it. I was like actively trying and I could not. And I left the theater and I was like, Frick, I think I really loved that movie. Oh my God, loved? OMG, you used the word loved, you guys. (laughs) This is blowing my mind. This Wait is the wildest second. part. So then I came home and I was Ooh. like putting it in my document of movie rankings for this year. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like where does it go? Yeah, like, serenity, okay, like, and I'm, you have. yeah, and I'm like moving it up the list and I'm like, okay, it's better than this, better than this, better than this. Guys, it is currently my number two ranked movie <laughs> this year. Out of nowhere, who would have thought? <laughs> is it behind? Isn't it romantic? Or no, it's behind the Queen Bee's Homecoming, oh, yeah, which yeah, I'm yeah, counting yeah, yeah. as a full <laughs> cinematic count. experience. So it's oh. number one. It's a number oh, one feature count. film. A number one feature film. That's what we're saying. That's what we're claiming. Beyonce's Done. Homecoming is a feature film. It's two and we'll a half see. hours we'll long. See if that counts. Full of glory. I don't think it does. I think Avengers Endgame is your favorite film of 2019. And that is, I'm getting that tattooed on like something because that's amazing. Oh yeah, my gosh. Was, I just need like a It was a great movie. <laughs> yeah. I just like, I, I, I just, okay. Okay. I'm just confused. Cause like, did you not like this? No, 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 no. It, it was a great movie. I loved it, but I love all most of the other Marvel movies and I love all the characters, but like the things that you haven't liked about the Marvel movies are what made this movie good. I felt like, so I'm just like trying to process how you could love this, but hate all the other ones. No, I feel like this was a very, <laughs> very different movie from okay, wait. A- almost so, everything else I've so seen. So which ones have you seen again? Do you do you remember? Have you seen most of them or just the handful? 
Uh, I've, I, so, so I wrote an article, which will be up on our <laughs> blog soon called the definitive ranking of every Marvel movie from someone who has only seen <laughs> half of them. And I think I've seen half of the Marvel movies. Okay, I've seen okay. like the, like the last Have like four or five. The I've seen Brothers all ones. I've so seen all did... of the Avengers. Okay. Okay, um, and the Captain Captain America ones? Did you see? The no, I've, I I haven't seen any of the Captain okay. America movies. Okay, because that's the Russo brothers who did in Infinity Wars and in Game. But you hated Infinity Wars, so I was so I confused. did hate Infinity War. <laughs> this is just like this is a lot for me. I have like a nervous sweat right now. Like I don't I don't <laughs> know how to handle this information. Well, okay, here let me tell you why I really like this movie. <laughs> okay. So I don't like superhero movies often because I feel like they're very predictable and that, okay, here's the good guy. Here's the, the super villain. They're going to fight early on. The super villain's going to win. The super hero is going to have to like, kind of like do some kind of boot camp or whatever, and then come back (laughs) and there's this big battle at the end and then they win. And that's basically the plot. So yeah, but Creed is good because (laughs) don't come for me on Creed. Also a great movie. Uh, Creed 2, so good. Drago, fantastic. (laughs) But but there's also also like a lack of humanity, I feel like, in a lot of superhero movies where there's not not a lot of like interesting human stakes or interesting things going on. And it's just very like uh, by the numbers. And like the Ant-Man movie, there's a lot of like, let me just kind of like explain these things as we go. And you don't know what everybody's powers are. So I don't know. There's a lot of like confusing things. The thing that I liked about this superhero movie is that it's not really so much a superhero movie as a movie that has superheroes in it, if that makes any sense. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought after Infinity War, I was like, oh, shoot, we're going to have Endgame. It's three hours long. It's going to the whole movie is going to be the Avengers, like (laughs) running around, trying to beat Thanos back and forth and back and forth until finally they can like get the glove off and snap their fingers and everyone can come back and like whatever. I love that that they got through that plot in the first 10 minutes of this movie and (laughs) And we realized that, oh, shoot, what I thought this movie was going to be is nothing like what this yeah. movie is. It was a pretty, it was pretty bold. It was a very yeah. shocking moment. And then they jump five years forward. We have this whole like post-apocalyptic landscape, which you know I'm a sucker <laughs> for. So I was in on that. And then instead of a, we have to defeat the supervillain, it was a like time travel treasure hunt, which is another <laughs> theme that I really enjoy. And yes, these people have superpowers, but they're not really fighting anyone in particular so much as like going back and doing these yeah. like, kind of like sneaking around and trying right. to steal it's sort things of like a in heist like a heist movie. movie. Yeah. 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 So, and I love a good heist movie. <laughs> so <laughs> for me, wild. all of those elements just worked out. <sighs> and then by the time they got to the end and Thanos does come in and there is this big battle sequence, it's not that long of a battle sequence. And it's also sort of like, I, there's just so much emotion in it. Yeah. And there's so many oh kind of gosh. like cool things going on and so many things paying off that, it, oh that I felt gosh, like it worked really well. And you? then I thought 
the the thing that I another thing that I hated about Infinity War is that there's nine million characters. There nobody gets a character arc. Everybody's just popping in like nothing interesting is happening. But this movie did a really <laughs> smart thing where it where it took the Avengers and it gave each of them like a very solid arc for this movie where they like started and ended and they had character developing moments and I thought they all had satisfying endings and then everyone else just popped in for a cameo we didn't have to deal with the rest of these characters they like showed up for two seconds just to get their mug on the camera and then they left and really we were (laughs) focusing on these like six main characters and when you have three hours and you're only focusing on six people that's enough time to do a lot of interesting things so for me it all worked out that is amazing that is truly like a spiritual like moment for me like this is what i've been praying for you know like i (laughs) believe me no one was more shocked shocked than i was (laughs) that is so wild i mean it's funny too because the things you're describing are like things that i've appreciated about the marvel universe for so long but i can also see how maybe that was lost in translation for you like especially with infinity wars which was a very loud actiony piece that was about all these splashy characters coming together in different ways. So I like get your criticism of the MCU before this film, but I also laugh because I mean, that's the whole point is like, that's what the Marvel universe has done so well is that it was always, and you might not agree, but it was always character first and like world building action second, you know, because that's why it's functioned so well for the last decade, because right off the bat, you had Iron Man. And suddenly, it wasn't that we liked the action sequence in Iron Man. It was that we were attached to Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. And then you introduce Captain America, and you just have these characters that become so lovable and likable, and you want to know where they end up. You want to know how they interact together. And that's like what's been so exciting about the MCU for the last decade is kind of having those character moments pay off. And obviously, there were some serious missteps, especially with like Thor 2 and like (laughs) Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. And like there were things that did not work and like a lot of slogging long movies. But ultimately, like this payoff was so huge because you got to see those characters come to like a really believable and well-earned conclusion in a lot of ways. Not that this is the end of the MCU, but they did a good job of making it feel like a finale, even though we do know, oh, there's a Spider-Man movie coming. There's a Black Widow movie coming. There's this, 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 this. Like we still have a lot that'll be in the in the works for a long time. Well, I think that one of the things that this movie did really well is that it that it takes the Avengers and it really like ends them for the most part. Right. And <laughs> and I feel like ties up their arc really nicely and then sort yeah. of like sets the ground for these other characters. But like spoiler, full spoiler alert here. We're going to get into <laughs> who dies. If you weren't one of the seven million people to see this movie this weekend, yeah. like, sorry. Right. Uh, yeah. But I mean, like. Black Widow dies and I think has a really great death. Um, Iron Man dies. Captain America doesn't necessarily die, but it's like really <laughs> old at the end. He's so it's done. like he's not yeah. a superhero anymore. So basically the three of them are gone. You have Thor mm-hmm. who's kind Thor. And like <laughs> he has been my favorite from the jump. I yeah. freaking love him. He he's was great. MVP of this movie. 
Like <laughs> no one was even close to as funny as him or as entertaining. Like just give me a movie with like yeah. fat washed up Thor <laughs> as the whole plot line. I'm I'm in. Well, he was the okay, only okay. good part of Infinity War, <laughs> and I love the dynamic of him and Chris Pratt that's at the end of this movie. And I'm so excited yeah. for Guardians Three, which I assume Thor will be a main character in. Yeah, so we'll sign me up for that. And then what's <laughs> what happened to? the hulk i can't remember but whatever um yeah no i mean that is what's interesting is and that's what kind of the whole infinity war saga was tied up in was kind of being a closure to this phase one of the marvel universe the original avengers which is captain america iron man hulk and thor so it was sort of like that was the linchpin and obviously infinity wars was dealing with how do we get this entire universe down to those original six again and so they had the snap and then you had this film that sort of operated on its own obviously we've all seen infinity wars and you have a reason to go see in game because of infinity wars but it wasn't like harry potter eight seven and eight where it was like one storyline split in two it kind of like it operated as its own film which was intentional and it was sort of interesting how they did that with the five-year jump because it suddenly wasn't like an immediate sequel it wasn't like okay five seconds later here's where we're at it's like wait this is the world now like how do we carry on and so i think it is interesting and i don't i mean it's kind of crazy how well it's done but also not surprising so i don't know should we get into like the details of it before unpacking the storyline itself yeah yeah let's go for it yeah i mean because already it's broken like every record across the board it's like Mm -hmm. i think it's made 1.2 billion worldwide which is yep. a huge number. And it made the number I saw was 358 million in domestic, which is like the, it's a culmination of a bunch of awards. It won like the biggest Thursday preview. It won for the biggest single day gross and the biggest Saturday and the biggest Sunday. And then even adjusted for inflation, it's like the biggest and the it beat in. Infinity Wars by 40%, which opened at $258 million. So it's like, this is a big deal. <laughs> well, this movie was not only... I mean, it was in almost every theater at the theater oh, yeah. that I went <laughs> to see it in. And it was running 24-7. Like, there were yes. 4 a.m. showings for this movie. Who was going to see it at that point? I have no idea. But, like, the theaters yeah. were opened extra hours just to fit in mm-hmm. showings of this movie. And I got done watching it, and I was sort of like i turned to sierra and i was like i inexplicably want to see this movie again despite (laughs) the fact that it's three hours and 15 minutes and i did not because i don't have the time but i like my brother has seen it twice like people are going to see it repeatedly because it's that good it has a 96 percent on rotten tomatoes which i feel Mm -hmm. like is fully well earned and the thing that i feel like this movie does so well i mean it does a lot of things really well but it concludes things in a very Mm -hmm. uh, like well done cathartic emotional way where it's like in that last scene in that battle where it's just captain america and then Mm -hmm. you see like that wormhole or whatever open up and the black panther people come out one everybody in my theater lost it everyone was like yes and then as those, yes they were like screaming standing up clapping and then as those windows opened sort of like one at a yeah. time and all of the yes. people from all of these movies came back including people who i was like fully who is that i have never seen that person before but i was still excited to see them it because it moment. was 
Yeah, because I was like, who's this girl with the antennas? Who's this? I also had to, <laughs> I also had to call my brother afterwards and I was like, okay, that bald, like, blue chick who's in this movie, who's like, oh Thanos' daughter, was she in one of the other movies? Cause I don't remember her. He was like, yes, she's been in four movies that you've seen. I was like, yeah. okay, huh, my yeah. bad. But just the like <laughs> catharsis of having everyone come back and that score yeah. and that emotion and then having it all pay off in that scene where everybody gets their moment, but at the same time, time it all comes down to uh iron man like with the finger snap it, it's just so good <laughs> and watching it i was like all you other franchises like take note that this is how it's finished like yeah. this is what the last harry potter movie should have been and they screwed right. it over like in a huge <laughs> way i was like game yeah. of thrones look at this because this is what i want to see in this final <laughs> season so and it's not what you're bonkers. giving me yet i can't believe this well that's what's interesting is like so the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like a lot of complaints is like, oh my gosh, it's all superhero movies. It's all sequels, blah, blah, blah. But the thing they've done well is like compared to like Star Wars, compared to Jurassic Park, like this franchise isn't just like, oh, we have the fans in place. Like, let's just throw another movie at them. It's like been planned from the beginning to a varying degree. And they've allowed these characters to kind of grow down avenues they wanted, like all the different, you know, like, cause James Gunn has done all the guardians and like mm-hmm. Thor has had his own journey of like characterization. And they'd never like stop to be like, no, this is what we're doing. Like fix that, fix that. They just let these n- movies take their natural course and kind of like blended them in such an interesting way for this finale and the fact that they've been working on it since 2014 like really shows how carefully they've mapped this out and i mean they like had to consult literally every person involved because they were like they wanted to make sure that Doctor Strange like made sense in their version that it wouldn't be weird to see the Doctor Strange movie alone or that Thor's humor that was new in Thor Ragnarok came through in these ser- in these movies because originally he was kind of the straight man who was like the god and like he wasn't he was not funny at all he was kind of boring very serious and like this now he's like it's just funny to think of what it could have been if they had just been like no this is what we're doing don't do that don't take that creative license don't try that thing we have to get to this point from this one. So instead it was like very organic almost. And it's, it's really does pay off because, you know, as a fan, you've seen these characters for so long that you want it to feel like a natural, but really engaging finale. The thing that I feel like I'm excited about with Marvel moving forward is that I think that in this past year, I have seen them play with this superhero model in a lot of ways where Mm -hmm. they are not giving me like straight superhero supervillain story. They are giving (laughs) me like someone who has superpowers in a story that is that is a different format than that, whether it's, whether it's, um, you know, black Panther and we kind of have like this origin story, like thing going on, or whether it's captain Marvel, where there's like these time jumps, like amnesia thing that's happening or in this movie (laughs) where it's really just like a treasure hunt. I like how they're playing with the structure. And I feel like going forward, that's what I want to see more of from them is like, give me these interesting characters with interesting powers, but put them in a scenario that requires, them to maneuver differently rather than just like having mm-hmm. a fight with somebody right well that's like 
how it started. Like Iron Man, if you watch it back, is not your like traditional superhero movie in the fact that there isn't really like a central villain until the end. It's mostly like you said, like an origin story where it's just like funny to see this egomaniac realize he can do this crazy stuff. And so I think it is like what they love most is these characters. And I think they're I mean, they brought James Gunn back because they knew that they needed that same character energy to stay in the Guardians galaxy. So it's like, it will be fun to kind of see what they do. But it's also like a relief that we have this, <laughs> this neat bow on a lot of the characters, because it was getting to be like a lot for me. There were too many movies almost. So yeah, it's well, nice I'm- that they wrapped it up. And even in like that final fight scene, it's not so much a fight scene as like a relay race with this glove, which is really interesting. (laughs) And then I also really appreciated sort of like these quieter moments in the time travel Mm -hmm. scenes where it's like Tony Stark is with his dad or Thor is with his mom. Like just these interesting tidbits that they can do with this time travel. And I thought the jokes Mm -hmm. that they had in there were fun. (laughs) I was lucky that the the things they went back to were from movies that I had seen because that (laughs) Could have clearly like not happened. I really, I really watching it. I was like, oh, Matt's gonna hate this. Like, it's just paying homage to all these old films. He's just gonna be so miserable. So I am truly reeling right now. The only part, because I saw the original Avengers, I've seen the Thor movies. Um, uh-huh. I obviously saw the last Infinity War one. The The only thing that I was super confused about was when Tilda Swinton so- showed up. I was like, what is oh, this? Yeah. Like, who, why are they on this roof? Who is this person? She was in one of these movies. Like, was she? Yeah. I was like, I feel like I would have remembered if I had seen her in something. Yeah, and Doctor then they were like, Strange. ah, Doctor Strange. I was like, <laughs> was that a movie i don't remember that person <laughs> who even plays dr strange yeah. so oh my gosh. that wasn't it's my finest but it, it wasn't my it was probably my least favorite marvel movie i got it i got it eventually i was like okay you picked that it must up. be yeah. who that is but and then i was like can he see the future that is, is that so his power funny. he like knows the, <laughs> what's happening i don't know no he well yeah i mean that's the thing too is it's like complicated right and it's like this movie especially took some took some liberties with like the logic of the world that they've created oh yes Mm -hmm. and so it was like they did definitely like color past the lines a little bit but i think at the heart of it they were really true to these characters and that's why it's such a success as a film because it didn't just give you splashy action sequence after splashy action sequence. It wasn't concerned with like big sets and like loud sequences. It was all just like these characters who've had a decade together, kind of coming together and dealing with something. And it was really cool to see like all the different iterations, like, like obviously Iron Man and Captain America are kind of the heart and soul of this film, just because it's kind of their, you know, their swan song. And it was great to see Iron Man, like, be a dad after seeing him in all his movies before. And, like, and like I don't know, just the culmination of these characters. It felt really, like, organic and interesting and emotional. So I'm glad that it worked, even though you haven't liked these characters before, mostly. <laughs> I also think that this movie... I you I forget in these Marvel movies a lot of times that these actors are actual people like good actors and actresses like when Gwyneth Paltrow (laughs) when when Tony Stark is dying at the end and Gwyneth Paltrow is you know mourning that I'm like yeah "Yeah, she's an 
Oscar winner. Like this is why like yeah. like she can pull off this scene really yeah. well and give us a lot in a short period of time because she's a talented person. And there were a couple scenes right. like that throughout where I was like, okay, like yes, this is I'm getting a lot from yeah. this because this actor is really good. There was there was two scenes in or two things in particular that I was like, I wonder if Shelby likes this or doesn't like this relating to like the women of the film. <laughs> so the first scene was when uh, when the black when Black Widow sacrifices herself and dies. Uh-huh. I was like <laughs> Uh, it was this. Is this a good move to have like the only woman in this group like <laughs> die off, and then only men for the final fight scene? I was like, this feels a little bit yeah. weird to me. But and then they had that scene in the fight where it was like every woman <laughs> who has ever been in a movie showing oh up, gosh, most yeah. of whom have yeah. stupid lame powers, and I could barely oh, yeah. remember them. And I was like, yeah. this feels a little pandering to me but i was like maybe shelby's into this maybe she's not i wanted to get your take (laughs) no that was the that's funny i knew exactly what two scenes you had mentioned probably because they really (laughs) they really are the only female scenes but yeah i mean that is interesting it's like black widow she has been there literally since i guess iron man 2 is when she popped up and is the brains of this operation Clearly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has been involved in many a film. She has been like the only female for a long time. She's been an interesting character. And so as soon as she went to the Soul Stone place, I was like, oh, my gosh, they're going to kill off Black Widow. And so I like took that time to think, like, is that a good choice? Like, I get it on an emotional level because I think it made sense for her character to do that. But it was just unfortunate that, yeah, it's like, of course, they kill off the female. And it's I guess I would have been more mad if I didn't know that there was a Black Widow movie coming. But Wait, it's also like, how now, is there a like, Black Widow movie? Exactly. Coming? It's like is it a prequel. So it's either, yeah. So that's what people aren't sure about. Is it either going to be a prequel or it'll be like in a different timeline or like maybe it'll be about them finding her soul again or something. But then that wouldn't really be a Black Widow movie. So it's weird that we know that's coming. But it means that at least they care about the female character. I That's don't know. That's strange. It was I weird. just assumed, I was like, oh, Scarlett right. Johansson's tired of being in these movies. Like, <laughs> she wants out. And since her character has no family, they're like, okay, we're going right. to, like, she would be the one to sacrifice herself yeah. versus the rest of these people. Yeah. And it was a great moment. And it was like, I did enjoy the moment in the story. But mm-hmm. I was sort of like, okay, so now we're back to just the sea of white dudes talking about like how to defeat this yeah. guy. So yeah, you got me pegged right there. And then it was very funny in the fight scene. I mean, Captain Marvel comes in. She has great moments throughout. She's obviously a very powerful figure, which we had all anticipated. With She's the like ugliest more powerful haircut, than though, ever. Like, what she was went that? Full butch. I don't Who know. Who decided on that haircut? I was like, dear Lord. Yeah. No. And it just like came halfway through the movie. It's not like she showed up with that haircut. I don't know why she cut it, but she did. It's a character choice. All women should get a short haircut at some point in their life. But. Anyways, it was honestly the funniest moment in the movie for me because Peter Parker's like, you know, dealing with the glove and he falls and then she shows up and he's like, hey, I'm Peter Parker. And she's like, hi, Peter Parker. Do you have something for me? (laughs) And I mean, we talked about my issues with Captain Marvel's like energy in the in her own movie but here it was just like yeah but then yeah it's like somewhere somehow every single woman in this fight 
ends up here. It's like there was some sort of <laughs> smell they followed. They're like, we were needed. But then the funniest thing is that they weren't useful at all because Captain Marvel just blew through the crowd anyways. Like it wasn't like a team activity. You know what I mean? But well, they, they were also, all there. So. They also like have <laughs> terrible powers. Like none of them are strong. <laughs> I mean like they're either Well the... they're mostly like just strength. It's not like they, they're yeah. not superheroes. Well there's like that chick with the, the antenna on her head. Like what's her thing? Uh, really the only yeah. the only it was Captain Marvel and then um, Elizabeth Olsen's character. I feel like they're oh, the yeah, only yeah, two yeah. powerful Scarlet women. Witch, yeah. Yeah. So it was a weird, it was definitely pandering. And it was like, that was one where I'm like, okay, this is clearly written by men and directed yes. by men. And they think, oh, here's a female empowerment moment. Like, this will be so good. This will play so well. And it was just a little bit too twee for me. Like, it was very, yeah. very cheesy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, wait, how did they know where she was? Why did only women come to help? And like, how did they all just suddenly have time to do this dramatic like gathering and be like, she won't be alone. She has us. And it was just like, okay, guys. Like just style it back a little, but <laughs> but it was fine. I really enjoyed. I feel like the movie functioned so well, and it was very surprising to me that it it never felt long, even though it was no. literally the longest movie. Yes. <laughs> and I thought that really spoke to how well they paced it, because again, you have like the first twenty minutes, just like boom, done. You fast forward five years, and then it's like. You're just so caught up in watching these characters try and like survive this and then figure it out and then go back in time. And you're just like, man, this is crazy. The most amazing moment to me was the fact that they still created tension in like when they'd all come back, they all like they did it, they fixed it and they had they snapped the glove. But then Paul Rudd's Ant-Man is looking out. And he just like looks up and you see the spaceship like come in through a wormhole and you're just like, oh my gosh. And that explosion was just like terrifying, which is crazy because usually there aren't stakes in movies like this because you'll know they'll all survive, you know? Right. But there was just like this real hopeless energy to the fact when you knew like Thanos had had intercepted the message and Thanos knew what was happening and he was going to come and like ruin their plans. And it was just like, it was crazy to feel that emotional about like something that should have been the emotional payoff already was that they snapped and it had all paid off and they got the people back and they were all fine. And like, and Hawkeye's family called him and it had worked, you know, but ultimately you still felt that anxiety because it was too early for the movie to be over and something had to happen. And it was just like crazy that they, it was so unpredictable. You know what I mean? Well, and because there's the threat that any of these people could die for the yeah. most part, yeah. it does it does create an environment where the, the movie has stakes. Like you're invested mm-hmm. in it because you know that some of these people can die, which I think is yeah. an important thing for movies to have. <laughs> if you're a superhero movie going yeah. forward, I think it's important that there is this element in the mix where, yes, some characters can die. That's why people love Game of Thrones so much because from the start, mm-hmm. they're like, look, we can kill anybody. And so you have to tune in yeah. every week and you have to be invested because this isn't something where you know, uh, like nobody's going to die until the season finale or this person's not right. going to die because they're a main cast member. It's like you can kill off somebody in the ninth episode of a random season and like that's a thing that will happen <laughs> on Game of Thrones. And so I think that this movie also, I mean, they had already killed off Black Widow. And so you're looking at yeah. the rest of these people in the room and thinking like, 
well, like, could Ant-Man die? Could, <laughs> like, you know, Doctor Strange bite the bucket? Yeah. Like, these people, are they necessary? Do we need them? Um, one thing that I thought that was super interesting and not necessarily related to like the movie exactly, but I read this article on vanity fair. I don't know if you read it about how they edited all of the scenes in the trailer to not give away the like five year time jump. They like changed people's haircuts. They made Tony Stark (laughs) look more muscular than he is so that they didn't give away any of the, the like time jump moments from the movie. And I thought that that is so clever to like bring these people in. I thought the infinity war trailer was great because it, it was like, okay, here's what's like, here's what's going to happen. Quote unquote in the movie. Like you want to come see it. These characters are going to fight against Thanos, but then it subverts it in a way so that, the main action of the movie isn't in the trailer. It's oh, the yeah. same thing that Hereditary did with its trailer last year, where oh, yeah. you think one thing's going to happen, and the then girl. within 10 mm-hmm. minutes, that's not the thing that happens in the movie. Yeah. And and then the whole rest of the movie is is exciting and is a mystery and is fun to watch because oh, you, yeah. you have no idea what's going to happen. And I think that's what you enjoy most when you watch a movie where a lot of Avengers movies or um, Marvel (laughs) movies, it's like, okay, here's the good guy. Here's the bad guy. I've seen the trailer. I know there's going to be a big fight where Ant-Man is a giant person in the middle of the river. So you're just like waiting for these moments to come. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is crazy. Like it was like, Everyone thought they knew what they'd be watching, which is the first 10 minutes of the film. But when that title card happened, like it's a five and then there's like a five second pregnant pause and then it's years and then it's later. And you're just like everyone in our audience just like gasped and groaned. And it was just like no one saw that coming. And maybe we should have. But they did a great marketing job on this film. And I had avoided all of the trailers because I knew like Oh, the Spider-Man trailer gave everything away. The Ant-Man trailer gave everything away. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to see anything. And this is the one movie where they actually didn't reveal anything in the trailers. So it was it was overkill on my part. But yeah, it really clever on theirs. I watched the trailers because I was prepared to hate this movie. And then <laughs> shocker among shockers. Yeah. I did not. You loved it. It's your favorite film of 2019. (laughs) No one hates me more than I hate myself. (laughs) I think the one issue with this film, like the major issue was the time travel rules. Did you did you think that as you were watching it or as you started to think about the film, just kind of how they tried to make that work for their purposes? Well, time travel is always tricky in movies or in uh, books or plays. You know, there's like various yeah. modes of time travel. And I feel like every yeah. one of them is it like comes with its own flaws and you can kind of like... Yeah look at it so i so this model of it which is like well it's the past but it's actually the future kind of thinking was strange and i didn't really understand it don't really even understand it now (laughs) well that's the thing is it wasn't like the future it was like it yeah i guess it was it was weird and they tried to explain it and they did funny they had a funny dialogue around it but it, it doesn't really follow any familiar time travel pattern which is like back to the future where you can change the present and the future by going to the past or like lost where or harry potter where if you go back in the past you have already been in the past you know what i mean you can't make something different because it's already happened so it is like it wasn't like any of that 
but it was also like there weren't clear rules so you didn't quite know what was happening because they obviously go back to very important times and take things that are very important to earlier films and yet they're in different timelines so it's just creating different offshoots of the timeline that then they could go back and stop from happening if they bring the pieces back but it was kind of weird for me. Yeah, I didn't fully understand it. I feel like I still don't fully <laughs> understand it. It's very complicated. But yeah. I did like that they that in this rendering of time travel, that you didn't have the whole, like, you could change the future. Like, you could make it worse. Right. You could, like, see yourself and go crazy. I liked that that was, <laughs> that they very quickly dismissed that and were like, look, like, it's right. almost like this is a side offshoot that you can, like, go into and get things and bring them back to your current version of the timeline (laughs) i don't know i didn't understand it but it didn't really bother me that much because i felt like within the rules that they set up it worked fine what i don't like is like in harry potter and the cursed child where the rules for that time (laughs) travel are the ones from like are like back to the future but Uh, not the same rules as in prisoner of azkaban like that for me doesn't necessarily make sense but in this i felt fine the thing that i found interesting about the time travel is that well not necessarily time travel but like when the snap happens again and everybody comes back like all of those people are mm-hmm. the same age that they were five years ago but then all of the mm-hmm. new people or but then all of the people who weren't snapped out are five years older and Sierra was talking at the yeah. end of the movie she's like so all everybody at Peter Parker's high school like got snapped <laughs> out and then came back and the school was like fully ready to it. like oh yeah, yeah like classes are back in session everybody <laughs> no big deal yeah that was my favorite it was like yeah either every single person in that school got snapped or peter skipped a couple grades and like went i don't even know because he was in high school in the first movie he was in so it was a weird part it was weird that they had it take place in his high school and it was weird to think what is this spider-man movie gonna take place in is it is it going to take place? I think it must. After, yeah. you know? It's just so like... it doesn't make sense. Like, I guess half <laughs> of his class are people who got snapped out and come, came back. And the other half <laughs> are people who, like, were five years younger than him who are now in yeah, his grade. <laughs> You're like, oh, shoot. Like, my friend's little sister is now, yeah. like, old and hot and is in my gr- class. Yeah. I think the major... The major head scratcher for me was the very ending with Captain America. And so basically in the film, they knew that they had to take these stones back to the place where they stole them so that their timelines aren't ruined by not having them. So Captain America is tasked with going back to do that. And they were like standing around their little time machine And they're like, yeah, it will be however long he needs, but he'll be back here in five seconds somehow. I don't know. It's it's science. It works. Yeah. But then he never appears back that way, implying... And he's just sitting by the water, implying that he was in that timeline and just like knew to be there that day at that time because they'd be waiting for him. But that's weird because that would mean in that timeline, he was never Captain America, right? Like, that's where my headache started. I was like, wait a second. If he 
went back in time to be with Peggy, he wouldn't have been Captain America and Bucky wouldn't have been there. And then this wouldn't have happened. And I was well, just very confused. But I think it's like it builds on each other. So I think that all of the things yeah. in the original timeline happened, but then he is also, okay. there's like two of him in that timeline. But but presumably <laughs> but in like... his timeline, Peggy had a family and, a, and children and stuff that grew up. You know what I mean? Who's Peggy? Oh, is that Agent His Carter? Girl, the girl who goes back to yeah, yeah 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 okay I don't I don't know the the, the thing that I thought with that scene <laughs> so that is like one. is the fact that they were setting up all of this time travel stuff and like getting it ready yeah. in this park and meanwhile there's like a random old man in a bench on a bench like fifteen <laughs> yards notice. away that nobody yeah. bothered to like yeah. mention or bring up like hey we're like doing a top uh, secret uh you know time travel thing here and there's just, just this yeah. random old guy sitting on a log this but whatever old guy. yeah. I know he's not bothering anyone. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was interesting. It was a fun movie, and I think I'll definitely like see it again. Like, I think it. I mean, just the payoff of like Iron Man's moment fighting Thanos and like him having his famous line, like "I am Iron Man." Like that was such a beautiful moment, and it was just like so emotional. And then his goodbye, and then everything. But it did end up feeling a little bit like Return of the King when they had like 17 fake endings, you know, (laughs) where they like wrapped up everything in this movie really neatly. You know, they visited every character and kind of either zoomed in on them or gave them a voiceover or something. It was just, there was a lot to end on. Well, they needed to. It was the 22 movies that they're trying to wrap up here. (laughs) So we needed that. The thing that I'll always remember from this movie is Fat Thor. And for that reason alone, I think you should see this movie now rather than later or never. Because Fat Thor is just uh, fantastic. A delight. Yeah. Playing some... um, of that video game that I just forgot. But I think that was what was fun was just seeing all these characters be believable, yes. even though something crazy was happening. Mm-hmm. And so it was a lot, it was a lot of payoff and it all like worked out for fans of Marvel. And obviously for people <laughs> like you who hate most everything Marvel has done. Yep. So that's just like truly mind boggling. I to know. Me. I know. That's crazy. I wouldn't have believed it myself. <laughs> I just I still can't believe it. It's like, I'm truly in shock. Same here. I really thought this episode would be totally different. I thought I would have to, I thought I would get an aneurysm trying to like convince you it was good and you'd just be like, that didn't make any sense. (laughs) I mean, that's what I thought this episode was going to be also. And I feel like for the podcast, (laughs) it would have been more entertaining. But for whatever reason, (laughs) I was, by the time we got to the end of this, I was feeling like very emotional in that theater. I was like, Matthew, don't cry. Like, oh my gosh. Like, like, you can get through it. You'll be good. Gosh! <laughs> I was like I said. I was that is amazing. I was getting riled up when those golden circles were opening and people were coming back, and yeah. I didn't even know who the people were, and I was feeling <laughs> emotional. That was the state that I was in by that point. That the movie was so good, what? I was like, "Who's this random like Asian monk? I don't know, but I am like invested <laughs> in you." So are you going to go back and rewatch the movies with the new eye or you know, are you just going to take this You know, afterwards I was like, maybe I should go back and watch some of these movies. And I was like, no, I've seen <laughs> enough of them and I did not like them in any way, shape or form. I would maybe go back and watch the Thor ones again just because I like him so much. But otherwise, yeah. no, I'll be good. Thor Ragnarok is great. I but, never um, saw that. You know, everyone loves Civil War. 
and Winter Soldier, which are the two Captain America movies directed by the same, the Russo yeah, brothers. Yeah, but they so also directed Infinity War, which I there. hated. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's true. But, okay. Do you got some winners and losers for us? Yes, I do. Uh, the, the tr- <laughs> I mean, the true real winners are is anyone who went and saw this. And the losers are the people who went and saw the last 21 movies. But oh my I came up with some other winners and losers as well. Okay. So uh, let's <laughs> cue our inspirational music. And here we go. <laughs> the winners are garbage collectors. Before seeing Avengers Endgame, you may have thought being a garbage collector was a straightforward, menial job that anyone without a rotator cuff tear could perform. Au contraire, turns out there is no occupation that requires more skill or finesse. So much so that after 50% of the Earth's population was turned to dust, they had no way of replacing sanitation workers. Even five years after the Great Tragedy, their ranks have not been refilled. Stone cutters and monument builders? Replaced. Time travel machine creators? Replaced. Icelandic fisher people? Replaced. But no one can replace a garbage collector. They are the true winners. Except they all got snapped away. So. But it was ridiculous yeah. to me that there's just piles of it trash was everywhere. I was like, nobody's taking care of this? <laughs> Rob noticed that too. I I didn't, but it was interesting to think about. I really wish they'd done more about like what the world was like without 50% of the population because I feel like it really would have devolved pretty quickly. But maybe I just have a lack of faith in like our our political structure. But I just... I'm surprised they could build a monument for every single person who'd been snapped, but yes. not like <laughs> clean up the neighborhoods, I guess, that had been abandoned. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, yes, 50% of the population is gone. And I'm sure there was like a big immediate fallout after that. But 50% is like, there's still people who are at every business and at every job. You know, I mean, like there's, <laughs> there's less yeah people working but there's also a lot less supply or demand for whatever this thing is so for me it felt like you would just it would take a little while to like clean up all of the like cars that crashed (laughs) when people disappeared and whatnot but there wouldn't just be like piles of garbage bags like in the neighborhood (laughs) maybe that neighborhood was just going through like a like a garage sale period like maybe maybe they just happened to be cleaning yeah you know (laughs) um okay you ready for the loser yeah the loser is missiles. There is no less effective weapon than the galactic missile. Why even bother having them on your spaceship? Sure, they can destroy plenty of immaculately designed laboratories, but they are ineffective at killing humans. This is predominantly because they are designed specially to create small caves of rubble for men or women to survive in. Yes, bring your old-timey spear, your bejeweled glove, and your spider-arm backpack to a fight. But why the hell would you bring missiles? They truly are a loser's weapon. (laughs) Such a hater. I mean, yeah, everyone survived the uh, missile onslaught, but to be fair, it was a very intense... um, they had multiple underground floors, so it just, you know, it it, it makes sense. But isn't this like the second... Isn't in one of the Iron Man movies, somebody also like bombs a huge building, like Tony Stark's house or something. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. again, nobody seems to be injured or phased by it. 
<laughs> yeah. It helps that they had their armor on. and They had yeah. their plot armor on is what they had. Yeah, no. I mean, at least Ant-Man should have been killed. He was like directly hit by a missile or something. Ant-Man is, was so annoying in this movie. Like, can we can we all agree no, that he's... No! I liked Ant-Man! He's so stupid. I love Paul Rudd. No, he's an everyman. He's like someone relatable. He's he's more realistic. But he's like a physicist or something. Like, he has a smart job. No, no, yeah. no, he's From not. From Ant-Man 1, I no, swear he's he was. Not. He's what was a- he? He was something. He's a thief. Isn't he? he's a thief? He went to prison. He was a thief. I'm looking this up. Ant Man. What was his? <laughs> what was his job? Because I don't I think sw- he had. I any swear he special had, mental powers. He had something. I'm looking this up. Do, 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 no, do, he do, was do, just do. a thief. He was in prison, and then they took him because he was a thief, and they needed someone to steal something. Did you? I did, didn't even did, see yeah, it. I know. Remember? I know you didn't. <laughs> so do 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 do. Okay, yeah, he he That's what you told me. he was a thief, but he was but he's like he's <laughs> oh he's like a safe cracker. <laughs> Yeah, but that's not like that doesn't mean he knows how time travel well, works. N- but he's but like he's not an idiot, which in this movie it was like, "What? What's going on? Oh, I'm so confused." I liked him. And I presumably he he's the one leading this charge to build this time machine. You know, like he comes back and must have yeah, some he had an idea, knowledge of it, you know? but is is really well, just yeah, not a, only not bringing yeah. a lot of brain power. <laughs> Um, okay, you ready for oh, the man. rapid fire lightning round? Yeah, I guess. I was going to ask, who who do you most relate to? Which superhero? Like, which one would be your doppelganger, I guess? Uh, probably Thor. You know, just like sitting around <laughs> eating a lot of stuff. Um, like, uh, yeah. vaguely good grammar. You know, I think that's probably it. <laughs> what about you? Um, I guess I was gonna say Paul Rudd, but now I feel embarrassed. I just wow. I, I just feel like he was more. I just want to be realistic about things, and I feel like I could, I could have that like do gooder attitude and that like can do, you know, fix it energy. But I also don't have the skill set to make it happen. I'm an ideas person, so. There you go. You know what? He's cool, and I I claim it. So there. Uh, so <laughs> I was feel bad. I was going to ask the question of which one of the dead characters from this movie will be the first one to be brought <laughs> back for a new like spinoff <laughs> series with a new actor. But I guess yeah. Black Widow yeah. already has a movie coming out, so that question. Yeah. <laughs> but who who's coming back first? The new Captain America or a new Iron Man? Because we're getting somebody. Well, he passed on his he passed on his um Captain America thing to the guy. The the guy, I don't remember his name, Falcon. Falcon guy got his um So you think Captain we'll America. have a new Captain America but with the Falcon dude? <laughs> yeah, I think he'll I think they'll try and make him at least appear in a movie as Captain America. Wasn't that the implication? Is he's Captain America? Now? I don't know. I didn't know who that person was, so I was confused. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, um, who was the best super? What? Who had the best superpower for you? Uh, I think uh, Captain Marvel. She can like crash a spaceship oh, by yeah. herself. That's pretty cool. But wasn't it freaking sick when Captain America picked up Thor's hammer? 
Like that payoff was pretty big. I don't know if you cared about it. I See, guess. that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, I didn't realize other people <laughs> could hold the hammer. I must have missed that somewhere. Well, they can't. You have to be worthy for it. And so in like Age of Ultron, they're all trying to pick it up and it just moves slightly for Captain America. And it makes Thor a little nervous because he's his whole identity is that he's worthy of the Thor of the hammer. And so. The fact that in this movie, it like started, like it was just, did your audience go crazy though? Like everyone They did. They, my, my audience went crazy for a lot of moments that I was like, well, does, some, does something happen? <laughs> What's going on? Is this anything? You're like, Yay. yeah. Woo, yes. Love this character. Captain go America, Tilda. America's you know, ass. Yes. Yes. America's yeah. ass. <laughs> um, if you had to time travel back to a moment in your life, what would it be? I guess probably the um, first haircut I got, I would tell myself to not do that. I got this like Paige Davis haircut. Do you remember Trading Spaces? Oh, yikes. The TLC. I was like 13 and I wanted it and I chopped off all my hair and I got the Paige Davis haircut. But you know, it was a really empowering moment for me as a woman. And I think every, like I said, every woman should get a bad haircut at least once in their life because it really (laughs) forces you to love other parts of Mm. yourself. What about you? I think I would go back to myself like junior in high school and be like, be an engineer. They make more money. (laughs) It's as easy as that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Think of my life as a rich well, engineer. Ugh, the, gl- yeah. the glamour. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is probably too nerdy a question, and I'm 100% sure you don't know the difference, but do you have an infinity stone you would want? Oh, like one of those six? I, 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 yeah. I fully don't know which, <laughs> what, what any of them are, what any of them do. One of them was like a blood disorder, apparently. I no, no, no idea. No, it was. <laughs> I guess the red one because I like That's that color. Fair. I don't know. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah, really nice addition to your bling. That'll be good. I mean, the mind stone controls your mind. Space stone, you know, you can move through space. And then the time stone, you can travel through time. And then, I don't know, the power stone makes you really strong, I think. And then, like, I think the soul stone, like, steals souls. <laughs> Hard pass. Hard. Like, I, don't I don't know, know obviously. <laughs> the wild, that was that was confusing. <laughs> Who is your favorite character in the MCU? Oh, like main character or like bit role? Just anybody. Anyone in any of the movies. Who is your favorite? (laughs) I really, really enjoy the like rock sidekick from Thor Ragnarok, who's like played by the director, the the New Zealander. (laughs) He was in this one. He was playing the um, video games with Thor. He's just a funny guy. In Thor Ragnarok, he really just like made the movie for me. But that probably ties into the fact that Thor, at least third movie Thor, funny Thor is my favorite. Mm, Thor is so good. Uh, My favorite is Killmonger, which I was disappointed (laughs) that they couldn't figure out some way to get him in this plot. I was like, really? We have 19 time travel scenarios and we're bringing people back from the dead (laughs) and we cannot get Michael B. Jordan on here somewhere. (laughs) People were pretty disappointed by the lack of screen time for the Black Panther character. Oh, yeah. Me as well. Me as well. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since one of them wasn't even snapped, but she didn't get to be in the movie. Yeah, pretty much the spear at all. chick was, was like, wasn't in it. Yeah. 
which is pretty sad, pretty upsetting. But, you know, this this movie, as we know, doesn't do very well by its female characters, but um, they're trying. So they'll get there, probably. She was in one scene, and she didn't die. They yeah. didn't sacrificially <laughs> yeah. kill her. So the yeah. pluses. Yeah. So who, what, Um, I had a question. What, after the snap scenario is most likely for you? Would you pull a Hawkeye and start murdering bad people? Would you be a, you know, run an AA group I'd like Captain America? I'd 100% be <laughs> Thor. I'm already halfway there in my real life. There's not even been yeah. a snap. Yeah. I loved Hulk. I really loved Hulk in a, in a cardigan. I thought that was yes. a really good look. That was a good that, look for him. It paid off. He really owned himself. You know, yes. he took that time to really practice self care and self control and he really became a better person through the worst of it. So, yes. I admired that. <laughs> yeah. I can. <Dab. laughs> the, the Hulk dad. Yes. So great. <laughs> Uh, well, this episode is going long, and I think we've talked so... I mean, the movie was long. There was a lot to unpack, but I think that's all we have for this week's episode. Yeah. We'll be back next week to break down the filmography of Will Smith, which I am excited I to do. Crazy. I've been watching movies with him in it these last couple weeks. <laughs> I know Shelby has. We are ready to discuss There's all of to the... unpack, yeah. Yes all of the weirdness and wonder that is Will Smith. <laughs> and until then, you can follow us on social media, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, uh, send us an email, all that good stuff. Yes. Um, and until next week, bye guys. Bye.